Welcome to the Prophecy Forum podcast with Pastor Larry Cockerham, bringing you the latest in current events as they relate to Bible prophecy. Listen in as these are not your normal studies from the Old and New Testament scriptures. Good afternoon. This is Brother Larry Cockerham, and I'm coming to you this evening from Prophecy Forum here in East Fort, Mississippi. And I'm looking out my window, and uh, it's very dark outside here at almost 8 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. And so tonight I thought we would look at uh, Daniel chapter 7. Daniel chapter 7 has to do with the uh, revived Roman Empire. I think that's pretty relevant for the times that we're living in. And so here in Daniel chapter 7, beginning in verse 1, it says, In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head upon his bed. Then he wrote the dream and told the sum of the matters. Daniel spake and said, I saw in my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of the heaven strove upon the great sea. And four great beasts came up from the sea, diverse one from another. The first was like a lion and had eagle's wings. I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked, and it was lifted up from the earth, and made stand upon the feet as a man, and a man's heart was given to it. And behold, another beast, a second like to a bear, and it raised up itself on one side, and it had three ribs in the mouth of it, between the teeth of it, and they said thus unto it, Arise, devour much flesh. And after this I beheld, and lo, another like a leopard, which had upon the back of it four wings of the fowl. The beast had also a four heads and dominion was given to it. And after this I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible and strong exceedingly, and it had great iron teeth, and it devoured and broke in pieces and stamped the residue with the feet of it, and it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it. And it had ten horns. I considered the horns, and behold, there came up among them another little horn, before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots, and behold, in this horn were eyes like the eyes of man, and a mouth speaking great things. So here in chapter 7 of the book of Daniel, we find the four beasts to represent four empires. Uh, when we go back to chapter 2, we find that Nebuchadnezzar had dreamed a, a dream, and Daniel interpreted this dream uh, as a giant metallic man uh, whose uh, head was of gold, uh, whose uh, arms and chest were of silver, his stomach was of brass, and his legs were of iron, and his feet of iron and clay mixed. We find that most interpreters uh, see these four uh, characteristics as four empires that would arise uh, after the empire uh, of Nebuchadnezzar. In other words, the head of gold was Nebuchadnezzar, and uh, the arms and chest of silver was the Medo-Persian Empire, the stomach of brass was the Grecian Empire, 
and the iron legs represented the Roman Empire. Now, here in chapter 7, we're given a little more added uh, information. We find that there are ten horns. Uh, these ten horns uh, represent ten kingdoms. And out of these ten kingdoms would arise a little horn, speaking uh, great things. And we find that most interpreters see these four beasts uh, the same as uh, chapter 2, except uh, a little different uh, consideration. Uh, the beast or the lion here in uh, chapter 7 uh, represents, of course, the Babylonian Empire. And the second beast was the bear, which represents the Medo-Persian Empire. The leopard represents the Grecian Empire, which had four heads. And if you'll remember, after Alexander the Great uh, died, his empire was divided up uh, in the midst of his four generals. Uh, that's the four heads. And then we find here in chapter 7, verse 7, this indescribable beast. And this fourth beast represents the Roman Empire, but we find uh, this uh, ten horns represents a revived Roman Empire. In other words, we find there's added information on down here in chapter 7, verse 24. It says, well, verse 23 says, the fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth, and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. And the ten horns out of this kingdom are ten kings that shall arise, and another shall rise after them. He shall be diverse from the first, and he shall subdue three kings. He shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and think to change times and laws, and they shall be given into his hand until the time, until a time and times, and the dividing of times. So chapter 7 is basically talking about the revived Roman Empire that would exist in the latter years and latter days. We find that uh, in 1957, I believe it was, there were six uh, countries that came together to form the beginnings of the European Union. I think Greece became the 10th member. I'm not sure what the date is, but it was back in the 80s. And then after the 10 uh, European countries came together, we find now they are they exist as 27, 27 countries uh, in this European uh, Union. One of the things that I believe is happening uh, in our day, because of this war that's ongoing with uh, Russia, it has put pressure on uh, the European Union. It's put pressure on them to unify and to begin to uh, take part in their own security. If you'll notice, the European Union has begun to increase uh, their budgets in each of the countries, especially in Germany. And because of this, we find that uh, the European Union, uh, this revived Roman Empire, 
will be the predominant power in the last days. And secondly, the United States will decline in its uh, prestige and power. If you look in Ezekiel 38, we find that uh, after the northern armies come in against Israel there in the latter years and latter days, these uh, countries, these countries that come against Israel in the latter years and latter days will be destroyed by God himself. Now there's differences of opinion of when this will take place. Uh, many years ago, John F. Walford believed the Ezekiel 38-39 battle would occur somewhere in the midst of the tribulation period. And after these countries are destroyed, that the Antichrist would step into the void. He, in other words, he would create a vacuum, and the Antichrist would step into that vacuum and become the beast out of the sea. In other words, the world dictator, and of course, he would step into the temple there in Jerusalem and proclaim himself God. Just in the recent years, some commentators, such as Arnold Fruchtenbaum and others, believe that the Ezekiel 38-39 battle will be either before or right after the rapture, but before the beginning of the tribulation period, which would give time for the burning of the weapons during that seven years. But the main thing we have to realize is because of Russia and this uh, war that's ongoing with the Ukraine, the country of Ukraine, we find it it's bringing a, a unity that has not been there heretofore. So we as Christians, we realize that this means that the time is growing short. Jesus said there would be wars and rumors of wars there in Matthew 24. And so we as Christians, we need to be busy about uh, doing the Lord's work while we have yet time. After the rapture, we believe this little horn, who is a political leader, will begin to rise through the ranks. We don't know who he is now. We probably won't know. But uh, throughout that first three and a one-half years of the first part of the tribulation period, this individual will gain power. And by the midst of the tribulation period, he'll be the world leader, the Antichrist, the beast out of the sea, the son of perdition, the willful king, the Assyrian, and many other names of this individual uh, will begin to take place. He'll be the white horse rider there in Revelation 6. And soon after, we find the red horse rider representing war will take place. Now, I believe it was Dr. David Reagan said that in the beginning, these will be conventional wars. But by the midst of the tribulation period, these uh, wars will morph into a nuclear conflagration. And so we see all these things already in process of taking place. And I guess as far as we as Christians, we need to continue to pray for one another. I guess the main thing I wanted to bring out tonight is the fact of this war putting pressure on the European Union to unify and to begin to uh, look seriously at their own security uh, in this western part of the European Union. 
So tonight, uh, let's be in prayer for each other. The Bible says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God. The dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another. And I believe we can comfort one another in the ongoing threats of nuclear war. Uh, we find that I believe I like what Terry James said one time. He said, you know, uh, as the Bible says, they'll be eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage. Well, friend, that won't happen. That won't happen if uh, there's a nuclear war. There won't be anybody here to be eating and drinking. There won't be a, a revived Roman Empire. And so, therefore, that's why I believe that we can be pretty assured of the fact that there won't be a nuclear war, at least anytime soon. So this afternoon, uh, I pray each of you are staying safe. And I just pray that uh, you can be effective in serving the Lord at this time. So be with each one of you and just stay safe and take care and have a great day in the Lord. Thank you for listening to the Prophecy Forum podcast with Pastor Larry Cockerham. 